Welcome to the Silver Screen Project, where we look back at a series of films in anticipation of an exciting new cinema release. In anticipation of the third Fantastic Beast film, we have gone and watched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them from 2016. What did you think of this film, Sam? <laughs> I didn't like it as much as I remembered liking it. <laughs> exact same as me. <laughs> I remember going to the cinema to see it, coming out and being like, that was pretty good. Yeah. It's not very good, actually. No, I mean, there's some stuff overall that I liked. How, yeah. Like, things like, it's nice to see, like, the adult side of the wizarding world. Yeah. People doing their magical jobs. We see stuff with auras and stuff a little bit in the late Harry Potter films. Yeah. But, but that side of things is is an interesting aspect of this. Yeah, like you said, like the actual government and adults, yeah. adults' jobs. Because in Harry Potter films, all adults are either like teachers or work for the ministry or, or their magic. parents, basically. Yeah. yeah, which is like little hints at it, but it's it's not that. As well as that, it's the American side of it that we get to see. Yeah, which is interesting, but yeah, there's aspects of it which like yeah mirroring. Uh, the muggle world yeah. or the nomad world of yeah, like yeah. oh there's certain aspects that america are a bit yeah. backwards on like the whole you can't marry a muggle which <laughs> yeah it kind of mirrors kind of like certain a civil rights kind of yeah. thing yeah 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 and i think it plays a lot into almost an x-men type angle of like right yeah we're more powerful than them so we need to hide ourselves to stop them yeah, attacking yeah, us. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, but I've it's really not as interesting that. as that. Not at all. No. And there's questions raised, especially kind of in the latter kind of section of this. It's like, why should we have to do this? And it's all tied into the whole Grindelwald thing, which we don't really see much of in this. Yeah. But Grindelwald's essentially a Magneto type person. Yeah. But more like, I'm evil. Or, or Wizard Hitler, as some people refer yeah. to him. <laughs> he's, he's, he should be less Wizard Hitler and more Wizard. Magneto. Magneto. Yeah, I think it's because of the timings. Because I think from what I've heard, they because the the Second World War kind of runs parallel to the Grindelwald yeah. War. Yeah, I and think I they, think they kind of ally a little bit. Is I that think right? That they do imply that it it wasn't a coincidence. Yeah, that, that the these Second two World wars, War happened yeah. at the same time. Um, yeah. But there is stuff that I did enjoy. Like, I think the beasts are really fun. Yes, like, the, the seeing, fantastic beasts are pretty fantastic. Seeing all these different animals we haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, particularly the, the I was going to say Nibbler, but that's huge trauma. The yeah, Niffler. Niffler, I think it's yeah. that he's fun. Yeah, there's the, the weird thing that looks like a little monkey yeti that goes invisible. Yeah. Very cute. Lots They're of Holding beasts, hands at one point. Very lots cute. of beasts go invisible in this. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> that's, that's convenient, isn't it? And uh, I liked the weird lobster horses that we see at one point. Yeah, they, they look a bit like the ood, but they're horses. Yeah, and then there's like llama things that have big eyes. Yeah, there's some interesting designs, and I can't remember how much of this is pulled from the kind of source material. How much of it? I, I think, think a lot of it. I is think just... all the beasts come from the original Fantastic Beast book, which was yeah. like more of an encyclopedia than that's a story. Right. Yeah, that's right. But as well as the beasts, I feel like there's lots of new magic that we didn't see in the Harry Potter films that I quite yeah. enjoyed there's there's stuff that we saw in Harry Potter that they do more regularly in this but it's also I can't think yeah. of specific little bits that are like oh yeah that's yeah. a fun magic thing even when I was watching it uh, like the apparating like the kind of teleporting is done a lot more in this they use yeah. it to like jump between kind of it's just their way of traveling yeah and it? it's almost so much I guess it's because they're adults and it's like they're kind of secret police kind of thing you know it's that kind of like 
they do it to avoid being seen, but it feels much more like a thing. In yeah. This. Almost like a nightcrawler teleporting kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite fun seeing that stuff. Some of the characters are quite like, I think yeah. Queenie is a fun character. I think she's probably one of the better characters. And she's also possibly the smartest of the main group because yeah. she's kind of portrayed as this kind of like dumb blonde. Yeah, she's kind of got like a ditzy, kind of Betty Boop kind but of act- There's There's the scene where on. she's trying to persuade the guy not to go through her suitcase that everyone else yes, is in yeah. and she, her manipulation <laughs> skills are like really well done yeah. I mean it also doesn't uh, help that she has mind reading powers yeah. which I couldn't help but think they use mostly for exposition because yes. there's a the whole part where she's reading Newt's mind when he doesn't With want to be read. And it's like, oh yeah, here's a, well, it's actually very similar to the Adam project that we covered recently. Natiri. Here's a picture of someone from another franchise. <laughs> here's a picture of Selena Kyle, <laughs> which is actually not the only, uh, the Batman alumni in this film because Colin Farrell Colin is also, also I, well, I think Colin Farrell is quite good in this. I, quite, I thought he was very boring. Yeah, I think his character of like infiltrating and yeah. you're not quite sure if he's a good guy Gideon with a dark Graves, side or actually yeah. a bad guy, yeah, it's played quite. And then later on, yeah, there's, I there's I was quite disappointed when it revealed that he is the Johnny Depp, like I remember, so over the top evil. Just I remember like, it oh. being a massive deal. I watched it in the cinema and everyone was like, "What the hell?" kind of thing. But like in this, it's kind of, when you watch it back, it's kind of like. Okay, and it's um, not until the president goes, ah, Mr. Grindelwald, you'll come with me. You're like, yeah. oh, right, that's Grindelwald, because we yeah. haven't seen him. We see we see the back of his head at the start but of the also, film. But also, we're led to believe that Grindelwald and Dumbledore had this past relationship. Yeah. No way is Jude Law falling in love with this, like, <laughs> snivelly <laughs> evil freak. guy. Colin Farrell, believable. Like, he's yeah, kind yeah, of like yeah. a charismatic, charming yeah, guy that's yeah. also kind of evil. Well, I mean, as we find out from the new film, which we haven't seen yet, yeah. He also can look like Mads Mikkelsen, so maybe that's a little bit more believable. Yes. I like Jacob, the human guy. Yes. He's good fun. He he's... is kind of doing like a John Candy impression. Yeah, really, and he? he's but... very much like a point of view character for the magic very world. Very much so, yeah. I also quite enjoyed that uh, goblin Ron Perlman looks yes. exactly like Ron Perlman. I, like that. I was like, that's Ron Perlman, right? I looked up, I was like, it's Ron Perlman. Yeah, I did the exact same. <laughs> like... with, uh, with Jacob, I like the ending where he makes the baked creatures. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Yes, that's it's the classic like, oh, maybe I do remember kind of thing. Right. So, so that bit <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Oh no, the whole last bit is like, so so it rains <laughs> it rains and people forget. Do, do, do New York showers direct to the rain? And also, like when I watched this, I was watching Christina. Yeah. Um when it rains people more reluctant to go outside. Yeah. There's lots of people who would have stayed inside, not got in the shower but it shows, and not been affected at all. It shows like a woman drinking from the tap. And I think the implication is that it's in the water system, but it, then it goes back and they're still in the subway that they were in in the finale. So this has all happened in a matter of seconds, if not minutes. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And the fact that Jacob then kind of remembers because of love that's why uh, yeah it, it doesn't make and any also sense. i think the point maybe is that they're using like the what is it the, the creeping night venom or whatever yeah creeping death or something like that and it's it's not the obliviate spell that, that is more tried and yes tr- tried and tested kind of um, thing. another thing that i thought silly was that like everyone knows everyone yeah it's like, very that kind of thing and like it? oh so yeah. newt scamander 
was taught by Dumbledore, who's yeah. got a relationship with Grindelwald, who's actually coincidentally the villain. And it's like, well, like yeah. everyone, everyone's friends with everyone. Like this, it, it makes it such a small world. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Newt Scamander, we haven't really mentioned him much. I mean, I don't really like Eddie Redmayne. I do think this is probably one of his more charming characters. I feel like he suits the character quite well. And I read that. When yeah. they were making it, they didn't consider anyone else. He didn't even have to oh, audition really? okay, for it. They just offered him yeah, the role. Yeah. I do feel like, especially in the first kind of part, I feel like he's doing he's doing something and it feels like he's doing like a stereotypical, like autistic kind of it's a very like bad Cumberbatch type performance. Yeah, and there's a lot of like there's a there's a you know, especially in media, there's a lot of stereotype of someone who's autistic and they get on with animals but not humans. Yeah. And he's very much playing that kind of thing. He's even doing the the tilted head, not eye contact thing. Yeah. And part of that feels a little bit gross to me, but I it's do like think the fetishization of autism. Yeah, and it's almost like we mentioned recently on on the podcast about the the predator where they do this whole autism is a superpower thing yeah. and it's like you're picking parts of someone and making it into this thing which it's not I feel really. like one of my biggest problems with Newt Scamander is yeah. as the main character in the film he didn't actually really need to be in the film no and but- it's one of those things I know he's collecting these creatures because he's like a conservationist effectively but why does he have all these dangerous creatures in a city like and he's- and one of them can open the case from the inside yeah, so it's very silly. he is extremely irresponsible throughout yeah, this film yeah. and like he's just going around doing magic in front of muggles yeah. and not really giving Sorry, a shit no magics no magics and like like of course you're going to end up getting arrested for this like yeah. you're, you're generally putting this world in danger but I think with the whole he doesn't need to be in it, it's a big problem with this, and we'll get into it more in the next film, is yeah. that this film is fantastic beast and where to find yeah. it, when actually it's the first part of the, the Grindelwald, Grindelwald War. War. Yeah, yeah. So pick one or the other. If 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 they'd gone full into, hey, look at all these magical beasts, and just did a film about that, yeah. I would have loved it. Yeah, yeah, If they'd yeah. just done, here's the first part of a build-up to a war, I probably would have liked it more, but it's kind of half and half. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd just done a film about all the beasts. Yeah, and I do think the parts where they have to go on the little quest to go get the beast from Central Park and all this sort of stuff, I like all that stuff. And there's the, the creature that fills up the space, and they have to get it in the tea, uh, teapot and all that. I like that kind of stuff, but it feels secondary to the plot that's going yeah, on around it. Exactly. And I think <laughs> a lot of it comes down to uh, the fact that this was made by David Yates, who <laughs> I don't think is very good. Yeah. So he did the last four Harry Potter films, yeah, which yeah. are the worst four Harry Potter <laughs> films. Me and Christina watched All of the Phoenix. We've yeah. been watching watch All of the Phoenix. Is that where he starts? Yeah, that's directing? his first yeah, one. Yeah. And it's noticeably worse. And like the pace in the editing is all over the place. Right. He's only done them, these fantastic beasts, and the Legend of Tarzan and some right. 90s films. So <laughs> it's all basically Harry Potter. And in this, like, so much of like the exposition in this film is newspapers on screen. Yes. Because he doesn't know how to actually show the plot. It's or, just, here's a newspaper. Or Queenie mind reading and going, is it true that you know Lita Lestrange? Yeah, like, and eh. that was one of my biggest problems with the later Harry Potter films, that they didn't quite know how to get to the next point, so they just kind of rush through it and yeah, hope you don't notice. Yeah. And you see it in this as well, and it's just like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that more with the yeah, next I'm episode. Sure we'll more. What did you think about uh, Ezra Miller, who I've got here, is really typecast as a freak. <laughs> <laughs> God, he really is. Horrendous haircut. Typecast? 
sorry, Ezra Miller is a freak over it. It's a very strange performance. Again, it's doing these kind of weird ticks and. Yeah, when I imagine him, it's like his chin's sewn to his shoulder. Yeah, and there's the part where we reveal... So, first of all, the whole thing with the Obscurus is fine. That's an interesting kind of thing. I think when I first watched it, I quite liked the reveal that it was him, not the But I feel like watching it now, it's like, it's so obvious. It's not this girl that we just keep seeing. And then there's the reveal. Yeah, he's fucking dumb. There's the reveal, and he's standing there, like you say. He's got his head hunched down. He's like, I'm evil. Yeah. It's like, you know... I mean, the I effects did, are kind of like, cool with the Obscurus, but yeah. it is, again, it's it's in the era of smoke that just smashes through stuff. And at this point, you get like Wonder Woman, you get like uh, Batman v Superman. All these Warner Brothers films seem to have no <laughs> idea what to do in their last act. So they go, yeah. add smoke, add fire, explode, yeah. put into the CGI And then they, they only think about the consequences of these actions at the end and they quickly... Oh, we can just magically make it oh, so yeah, everyone's forgotten good, in New York City. they've got a way of doing that. And it's like, yeah, that's yeah. very convenient. <laughs> yeah, I thought Ezra Miller's performance was quite strange. It and... feels very much like he is going to be in the rest of the films. And he is in the second one. I imagine he's in the third one as is well. He's in the second one, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he kind of carries on through. And it, it, he, I think he gets a wand at the end of the second right. one. And he's like, well, oh, he's really powerful. We'll find out when we watch it. I quite like Catherine Waterstone in this. Yeah, again, I just think... I thought she would. I like her and other stuff. I just think think they gave her much to do. Yeah, but the yeah. bit with the acid pit is funny because it's a pit that you sit on a chair, you see nice memories, and you want to jump into the acid, even though it's very clearly yes. acids. Is that a thing that we? That's not something well, we've heard of. I've is got it? some trivia <laughs> regarding that. Okay, well now's scene. a good time to. Uh... Smoothly transitioning to trivia. And what's um, the name of Fantastic Trivia and where to find them? Oh, that's actually pretty good. Fantastic Trivia and his. Here's the uh, trivia. No, uh, Fantastic Trivia and where to find it. Where to find it. So the form of execution that Tina was to experience, seated on a chair above pool of water, was a hint towards the Salem witch trials. But one of the tests, if you were a witch, right. was that you were tied to a chair and thrown in water. Oh. And if you floated, you were a witch. I mean, if you sank, then you were... I don't think that's true. I think that's actually meant to <laughs> that's be a what direct it is. reference. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, there is. they were the new Salemites or whatever, aren't they? The yeah. bad guys in this. Which so they are obviously really. aware of Salem. Yeah, I, ju- I don't think that is... Yeah, okay. Whether it's well done or not. Yeah. But I'm yeah. kind of going yeah, along yeah. with that. Fair enough, fair enough. So a scene was filmed with a shirtless Newt Scamander, which Ooh. showed off all the scars he'd collected from working with dangerous animals. Right, okay. Um, Eddie Redmayne worked out loads <laughs> oh, for no. this, and then it was cut. <laughs> oh, where's the, where's the topless Newt cut? That's but also, I feel like... Hashtag release the topless Newt, Newt cut. Scamander shouldn't really be ripped. I feel like that'd no. be weird. I think it would be cool to see him having scars from like yeah, taming yeah, animals. Yeah. But we we could have that. Maybe he rolls his sleeve up and he's got a big like bite yeah. out of his arm or something. But yeah, we didn't get to see ripped Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, can't ever of... really imagine Eddie Redmayne being ripped. <laughs> I did like all his. Uh, well, I say all his. I do like his outfit and the outfits in general. And yeah, things. there's lots of long kind of cool coats and it's very yeah. like. I've I've got opinions on the outfits more for the second film. Okay. So I'll save I don't really it remember that. The uh, the one bit of trivia that I I have here is is kind of from where the Fantastic Beast kind of thing came from because the the book Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them is mentioned quite a lot 
throughout Harry Potter and it's a school textbook they yep. use for their classes basically and he isn't Scamander isn't in any of the actual Harry Potter books not directly but in uh, 2001 uh, JK Rowling who I don't know who that is she's some person I think some transphobe isn't she I think she's a fan of the books but right. I don't think she had anything to do with creating them but she uh, she was somehow in charge of releasing a limited edition textbook to raise money for comic relief and I actually had a copy of this and it was quite a slim book had a red cover and it was made to look like a mini textbook. I think it had Harry Potter's name on the front as if it was right. his copy. And it was just like a little encyclopedia, I think, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a narrative, but I think a lot of the creatures, like you say, are probably pulled from that. Yeah, I think uh, Christina had a similar book and I, I yeah. bought her a newer version a couple of years ago that was more of this film, like more detailed, bigger yeah. pictures and stuff. And it, I think it's the whole... It takes it from the approach that is written by Newt Scamander. That's right, uh, yeah. So, and we see in the film he's got a little notebook, and it's it's supposed to be the yeah. kind of early. Draft I've got a of similar that. book on the history of the Targaryens. Yes, which yeah. is written from a maester in Westeros. Right. Okay, okay. Actually, by George R. R. Martin. But yeah, <laughs> I think it's quite cool when yeah, people, yeah. when they do stuff it like that. Like when you've kind of built up a, a universe like that, that is interesting. You want to know more? Yeah, it's fine. But overall, I was a little bit disappointed yeah. with watching this film back. And the fact that I know that I like this more than the second one, I'm yeah, really yeah. not looking forward to I'm looking forward to it. forward to it in terms of the stuff we'll have to say about it. Yes. But normally we look forward to the new release, don't yes. we? Yes. So for, is it The Crimes of Grindelwald? Uh, the Secrets of Dumbledore will be Se- the, uh, the, the new sec- one. That's next week we'll look at The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for The Secrets of Dumbledore... Are you more or less hyped for that after watching this, Projess or Progeno? I would say um, pretty damningly Progeno, to be yeah, honest. Same. I'm not excited about uh, the new one at all. Like, a few days ago, I thought I liked this film. <laughs> I don't. No. Um, so you Progeno as well? Progeno as <laughs> well. So that is the first of this series of the Silver Screen Project. Yeah. We'll be back next time looking at the crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts on Fantastic Beasts as we go through this little journey before the cinematic release. <laughs> this fantastic journey that we're going on. Oh, your puns are so much better than mine. <laughs> but yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed. Please let us know how you feel and we'll see you next episode. Goodbye. Bye. Project. Project. Project.